What does an 18-year veteran of the tech industry and a 20-year veteran of the military have in common? More than you might think. Welcome everyone to the, the Second, Second Act podcast, podcast, leveling up your life's journey. Welcome back, everyone. Episode five is here. I can't believe we are actually at episode five already. John, how is your week starting out? Uh, I won't lie. It's uh, I feel I feel sluggish. I feel uh, a little tired. Yeah, I've got a cup of coffee uh, that I'm I'm working my way through. So, but um, you look good. You got a little <laughs> sweater on. You bring in you ushering in fall or what? I'm ushering. It's fall. We have finally got some cool temperatures here, uh, and I've got uh, my black shirt on, of course, but I've got a vest on today. I've got the hat on. It's a little chilly in the house, and I'm loving it. I'm loving it, and uh, I'm loving that we're back together again this week uh, doing another episode, and I think your you, the way your week's starting out is kind of how my week started out last week. I, I felt... Uh, that sluggishness last week. My, I don't know what was causing the fogginess or lack of energy and then compounded with uh, maybe me being a little too hard on myself on things I wanted to get done. Um, but yeah, you get your workout in? <laughs> I didn't. That that may be what's oh, uh, there you go. dragging me down. But yeah. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's get into it. You want to? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Last week, we spent the majority of time discussing the importance of trusting the process and what interferes with the process, which is seemingly everything. Um, and due to time constraints, we decided to move the remainder of what we wanted to talk about to this follow-up episode, uh, which will include saying no to say yes, as well as enjoying the moment or moments, plural, in your journey We'll cover these two topics, but just to close out some of the remaining discussion items on trusting the process and interference, we wanted to add a couple more points on the importance uh, of this topic and the importance that community plays in all of this. And think about a community as a group of people or a social unit that share something in common such as customs, identifying characteristics, values, beliefs, norms. And that community can include coaches. It can include mentors, confidants, friends, and others who are committed to supporting you, as well as hold you accountable to the things you said you're going to do. They want to help you be the best version of yourself. Man, I'll tell you what, one of the things I'm realizing over my lifetime is that if I verbalize the objectives and the goals that I'm after, it just opens up that door for accountability. It just allows people to start asking questions and start holding you accountable for what you're trying to achieve. And, you know, I, I've got several of those in my life. Um, you mentioned coaches, you know, I've hired a coach, I've been a coach. And I know that a coach pushes people out of their comfort zone and pushes them to stretch maybe in areas that, you know, you're not, you're not comfortable doing, you're not, you're not used to pushing your own self in that area, but you know, it's so much bigger than just hiring somebody or having, you know, somebody on the sidelines. 
you know, our spouses are also huge pushes and and facilitators for that change. And and then the friends around us and our networks and our communities. And so I just I want to encourage people that if they're dealing with you know growth, if they're if they're struggling with growth or they want to achieve something, the best way I think to do it is to verbalize it among your community. And yeah, at first it's awkward. You know, it's it's weird when you tell somebody this is what I'm going to do and maybe they don't think you're capable of of achieving that. But there's some real rawness, you know, some real um vulnerability when when one of those people comes back and says, "Hey, what are you doing with this? I I know last week or last month you told me that you're going to start doing this thing and and are you actually doing it?" And letting them down is, you know, so definitely not something I want to do, but it, but I just know that when you can expand um, into what you're verbalizing with other people, there's, there's some real, real um, magic that happens there. Yeah, totally. And vulnerability has really um, raised its presence as an important characteristic uh, among everyone, including leaders, and helping yeah. people understand that we're all human beings. We're all trying to figure this out. And, and like you, I don't want to let people down. I, I remember, you know, texting you and and being like, "Hey, John, am I meeting your expectations as we're going through this process?" Uh, is it? It's a horrible fear of mine. I and that I, I use that as a as a driver um, to to give it all I've got. Or, or as best as I can in that moment uh, to keep moving things forward. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we talk about trust in the process and interference and, and how important these people in the community are. Some days it feels like uh, everything is going right. And then other days it feels like everything is going wrong. And I mentioned in the last episode, the idea of not having one finish line, but many finish lines yeah. in in one's journey. And if you think about a finish line, just a single finish line, it puts too much pressure on a single event, I think. But if you establish many finish lines in your journey, it allows you to make that incremental progress so that when things aren't going right, you can look back and see, you know, how far you've come. I've accomplished one, two, three things. I still have 20 more to go, but it's a good reminder that you've accomplished some stuff up to this point. And I was having a couple of bad days last week and convinced, I was convinced all my digital tools were broken. No one, there was no engagement, <laughs> no response. Uh, there were extended periods of radio silence. I was asking myself what the hell was going on. And then on top of that, I, it seemed like there was a deluge of things interfering was with what I was trying to accomplish each day. And I didn't feel good about the progress I was making sure. over the last week. But then... Again, I remembered how far you and I have come yeah. in this journey, not knowing anything about this space. <laughs> and thankfully, having this community that we're building, as well as our network of mentors and coaches and friends and family to get me through the good days and bad. And I don't know where I'd be without them, uh, but I'm confident I would be on a different path in life. And And I believe we are building a community here with the second act, a community that you can lean on and lean into for support, for knowledge, for inspiration, 
this community is is um i think it's one where uh, where something has had a significant impact on their life and urgent changes are needed now yeah like right now yeah something that was maybe a wake-up call to the way people are working and living their life something that said if i don't change this is not going to have the ending I envisioned for myself. And there's too many people out there putting on their armor every day, their, their exterior hardened with confidence that may or may not be real. But underneath, there's real struggles happening with people on balancing, taking care of work, life, and self. And I'm going to share some more stories about that a little bit later, which leads us into maybe saying no to say yes, but I'll I'll let you uh, round out the comments here before we jump into that if you want. Well, it's it's interesting, you know, you talk about, you know, walking in daily um, and putting on maybe that armor or putting putting other things at bay. You know, and that's, that's a point I got to in my career where I just realized there was more. There was something else out there. Not that I didn't love being a Marine. I didn't, I loved flying. I loved doing the daily mission. I loved the sense of purpose. But I had done that for 20 years and, and, and had seen successes, had seen some failures, but I knew that I didn't want um, to limit myself to just being a Marine helicopter pilot. There was so yep. many other things out there that I wanted to pursue. And I had to reach a point where it was just uncomfortable to, to just start and transition out into into doing something else. But it started with verbalizing that, verbalizing that with my family, friends, my coworkers, so that somebody else would push me out, push me out of my comfort zone. And, you know, it's a real thing to to tell people what you want and then allow them to to hold you accountable for that. Yeah. It and it is. It, I have friends I've I've shared some of my personal aspirations with, and once in a while they'll check in and be like, how you doing getting to that goal? And uh, it's it's a reminder that I, you put something out there in the universe, there's people and things that are going to conspire to help get you there, but that that requires some energy and effort uh, and some some trade-offs, which uh, we'll talk about uh, right now as we, as we get into saying no to say yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes... You know, we, as we are per in pursuit of a goal or in pursuit of some big aspiration, we continually find ourselves saying yes to a lot of things, right? Yes, to, to make ourselves grow in that area. But, you know, doing that requires a lot of time on our behalf. Um, and we all want to say yes to things. And, and I think that's part of human nature that we generally want to be nice and willing to help yeah. any way we can, which is awesome. But we also can quickly get into a situation where we are um, overextended with our time and our energy, especially in a new chapter, in a new environment. And, you know, I've, you know, leaving the Marine Corps, I moved to a new place, started acquiring a new group of friends, started meeting new people, and trying to expand my network. And I felt, I found myself saying yes to a ton of things. <laughs> I mean, I spent six months just really working on networking. So every coffee, every lunch, every dinner, every after dinner drinks 
that I got invited to, I was, I was saying yes. And for a while it was amazing because my network was growing and I think it was growing in a very meaningful way, not just, you know, people that I won't ever actually do business with or, or, you know, be involved with in any, any way. But now I'm on the backside of that. And I find myself having to say no more because it can easily spiral out of control. You can easily lose, you know, the ability to have your own personal drivers. You know, you think you're, you're meeting with people and you think you are networking, but then soon you could just find yourself filling your calendar and not actually being productive. So now I'm trying to actually figure out what is pushing that ball forward. What is helping me um, get closer to my goals? And if if we say no to somebody, it doesn't mean no forever. It just means no for this period of time. Not now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? You, I mean, you're in this, you're very early in this stage, right? You're yeah. very um, early on in, in trying to do something new. Are you inundated with with a lot of things that you feel like you have to fulfill? I Experience has, has helped me um, say no more, but I, I still haven't mastered it in any way. And what happens is when you say yes to too many things, you, at least I can find myself doing kind of a half-assed job with too many things, as well as my frustration starts to grow. Because not only am I not doing my best work on the most important things, but coming back to like not wanting to let people down, there's probably someone counting on me to get something done, you know, and, and do a good job at it. So it's like a double whammy. So I, because of those experiences and saying uh, yes too many times, I've, I've learned to say no more. And I know time and money are finite resources, probably time more than money. It seems, you know, if you're, if you're creative, you can get money in many different ways these days. Um, but I always remind myself of those trade-offs. If I spend time on this or spend money on that, I may miss an opportunity that fits better into the things that I'm trying to be intentional about. Sure. And uh, this happens all the time in work and at home. I, at work, in the, um, in the area that I came from, software, time working in the software in industry, it's, it's anathema to build a custom feature that benefits only one client because it's not just the building, but the maintaining over longer periods of time. And that draws resources away from things that'll bring growth and scalability to your business. But you may have a tough trade-off. You may have to say yes. If that, if that one client is one of your largest, most important clients, yeah. it's really hard to say no to that. Yeah. Uh, especially if you're mission critical to them and, and there may be a, a substitute uh, or an alternative product out there um, that, that's sort of nipping at their heels, trying to earn their business. Um, and sometimes you can't say no, and that's okay. Yeah. This, this guidance, you know, we're talking about, it's not binary. We're just trying to avoid making it a habit. Uh, and the same goes at home, you know, or in a personal life, which is especially relevant and important today. And let me share a little bit why, uh, first I, I'm guilty of using the phrase, 
let me do one more thing or give me another minute or two and, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll be with you. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I'm being, I'm, I'm becoming more self-aware of those comments uh, so that when I do say it, it's not like a thousand one more things or a thousand one more minute or twos, which takes away the, the entire rest of the day or evening with what's most important to me, you know, spending time with family and friends and being present. Um, but I'm not, I'm perfect that. Um, and, uh, by, by saying those two phrases, it leads to more things and more minutes before you know it, a huge swath of, like I said, huge swath of time has, has gone by yeah. and, and I miss out on those important things. So I, I'm trying to be a better version of myself and being self-aware when it comes to those things. But here's, here's another one for the audience. I, I attended a rather eye-opening event last week with a presentation that focused on balance, which is a is sort of an elusive thing in everyone's life, yeah. but everyone strives yeah. strives for that right balance. The event included a speaker who is highly accomplished, um, discussed how we are wired from an early age to pursue accomplishments, accolades, achievements, those things, but at what cost? At what cost does that come? And during the Q and A, it got real. I won't. Uh, I won't get into all the details that he shared, but there were some very raw moments that he shared, and he has made some sacrifices to get those achievements. And those sacrifices led to a point where it created a wake up call for him. Um, and I would argue, it was that pivotal moment that caused him to decide he's going to have his second act in some parts of his life more personal than, than work related. Okay. And, and had he not had that wake up call and that urgency to do something now, he, he may have passed the point of no return with, uh, with what he was pursuing and, and, and the things that were getting impacted. Um, and I'll just add a, a couple more things, John, I'll let you jump in. Uh, in, in the same week, I was also chatting with a friend, uh, who, who's an accomplished executive and I was talking with her about our podcast, what she's up to, how's life. Uh, and by the middle of the conversation, we were discussing almost a mirror image of what was discussed at the event I had attended. Really? I was, I was stunned. And there, it's so many professionally successful people who you or I or anyone would probably never consider to be dealing with the difficulties of life's balancing act um, yeah. and revealing that they are human like everyone else and struggling with the same trade-offs and sacrifices as everyone else because they have that armor on and they're good at it. Yeah. Um, it was just amazing. And, and as for me personally, the, the recent things that, that have been wake-up calls for me were friend, uh, friends, colleagues who have encountered out of the blue health scares. And it's like, holy cap, this person is, you know, about my age, good shape, family. And all of a sudden something happens and it just is like, it's just like, holy moly, what I need to really, again, come back to being intentional and, and all that kind of good stuff. Um, it, 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 it shocks you. Yeah. 
I'll just round out with this last thought. I'm monopolizing here a little bit. Uh, this one, this one really uh, hit home for me. I recently learned that 95% of the time you spend with your kids is between the day they're born and when they turn 18. Wow. Think about that. Yeah. That is- Sobering, sobering thought. Sobering thought to think about. The, the next 5% of time forever is between 18 and you know whenever, you, hopefully you pass away first. And, yeah. Uh, uh, so cherish those moments, cherish that time, be mindful of all that. Uh, you know that I'm glad you ended on that idea because, you know, when think of the last time you've heard of somebody that you know that has passed away and you immediately yeah. turn to the family, whether they have kids or a spouse and you think of them and what they're going to have to adjust to and what their new normal looks like. But we I would say that we rarely put it into our own personal lives and put our own personal spin on it. I mean, if I, if I think right now, if I were to, if I were to die today, what does that look like for my wife and kids? How did I, you know, walk, how did I let them leave for school this morning? Did I kiss my wife? Did I hug my kids? Did I tell them I loved them? You know, and I don't want to get too deep in this because it's it's possibly getting off topic. But yeah. I think if we do those type of exercises more often, it will allow us to live more freely. It will allow us to live more joyfully and put, you know, I think we'll be finding ourselves putting more energy into others. Um, You know, one one saying that, I used to hear in the Marine Corps is people would say, you know, you're not married to the Marine Corps, you're married to your spouse. Yeah. Which sounds, it sounds interesting, you know, especially when you're going off on these nine month, eight month deployments, <laughs> right? And you do multiple, you do that multiple times, but it's a great reminder because we're going to come back and we're going to be inundated with work as soon as we come back and training and exercises. But one day we're going to turn all that in and it's almost like a black and white moment. And then all of a sudden the Marine Corps is gone. That person, our spouse or that family that we have, that's, that's our reality for the rest of our lives. And so it's very important that even though we get wrapped up in these things, work and relationships and, you know, the, the hobbies that we have, we always have to remember that it's the, it's the family that we have with us that is going to be with us for the lifetime. And even if it's 5%, right, after they're 18 years old, I would rather live that 5% well. And I'd, live, I'd, rather, I'd rather have said no to a few other things. Yep. To have that last 5%, because I'm sure when I'm on my deathbed, those things are going to be going through my mind. How did I end? How did I end? And did I do it well? Did I let those people know? Did I let my wife and my kids, my family know how much they meant to me? And did I do it on a repetitive basis to where when I'm gone, that still stands? So, yeah, you know, I know that's um, probably a morbid twist on you'll be able to say no, but as we, as we are living today, we have to think about the, the second and third order effects in the future, you know, and, and, and 
when we can say no and when we can get in and celebrate the the victories that we have and we can do that within our family it creates also another dynamic you know we we've talked about um in episode two we talked about pausing and something to slow us down um you Mm -hmm. know a breath count or something similar when we encounter a a setback but a pause is also important in the process or journey when it comes to mindfulness and really enjoying the moment or moments along the way. And I was wondering, have you ever found yourself living too far in the past or in the future? And and what do you do to bring yourself back into the moment? Yeah, I, I have found myself um, revisiting the past, uh, but I find myself more thinking about the future and and trying to plan out where things will go and I have you know visions of grandeur and what what that looks like and yeah of course uh like like anyone uh, again we're we're wired to achieve and again through the community the people we surround ourselves with and and life experience uh you become more more comfortable with what is today and there's a there's a really interesting story about out there about a a fisherman and a businessman um that uh talks about um trying to build an empire to reach um what the person already has in life Uh, and if you if you haven't just google the the story businessman and the fisherman give us, and, uh, give, us give us a real quick cliff notes version yeah so the cliff notes are there's a, a fisherman who, who wakes up late he catches his food he um cooks the food and enjoys the rest of the day and night eating and spending time with his family and then uh, this this businessman is on vacation and uh, talks to this this person about um, what they're doing and how he can help, you know, finance getting like five boats and creating this commercial fishery and making all this money and building this empire uh, so that you can wake up late, <laughs> spend time uh, on the beach, get fish, you know, gather food, go fishing, you know, spend time with your family and just enjoy life. And, and the guy... Uh, who is getting pitched this idea by the businessman is like, that's what I already have. Like, why yeah. do I, why do I need all these things yeah. to, to create something that, that I'm already enjoying and, and I have today uh, as, as you know, just some perspective, it's, it's a great story and I'm probably butchering yeah. it a little bit, but uh, no, it's, yeah. it's a good reminder. You know, it's funny. My wife will see a, a young child or will go on vacation and she will instantly remind me of, of our former lives and say, don't you just wish we could go back to that day where we were young and had young babies and, you know, or young and, you know, n- no kids. And we just, it, it was just an amazing life that we had. And I'll have to say, yeah, you know, it, it really was an amazing life. But no, yeah. I don't wish to go back and do that again because we've had that opportunity. And I'm a very live in the moment type of guy. And. And maybe live a little bit more for the future, but 
I think we, we do ourselves a disservice when we look back and wish that things were different or wish yeah. that things were like they were before because it's discrediting what we're doing right now. And it's discrediting, I think, what it took to get us to where we are. And it, it, it's, it's not possible. So I know that it's, um, you know, a fantasy, but, you know, I remind herself, let's, let's just do this right now. Well, let's, let's be parents to our, our boys right now. Well, you know, and let's grow and let's shape something for the future. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't get too distracted you know, looking back, there are some things I wish I could change, but now I'm focused on things that I can control right now and making them better for the future. Absolutely. Uh, they say yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery. <laughs> it's all, you know, what you do in the moment and enjoying the moment. And for me, there's, there's a few things uh, that I think about to help enjoy the moment and, and be, get present yeah. uh, with, with the folks I'm, I'm with, or even just on my own. Uh, it, enjoying the moment can can be enjoyed either with people or, or by yourself and maybe it's a combination of both but I, I would say number one uh hopefully this this resonates with everybody uh put devices down turn machines off uh one of the great pieces of advice i received is to be where your feet are which i thought is like such a simple statement but it's so true you know, there's there's things sort of taking your your mind elsewhere, uh, but it's a it's a statement that helps you sort of bring back your thoughts and and what you're doing to to right where you are in that moment. Yeah, as is one of the first things. Uh, secondly, put on some music. Uh, I I find music so fascinating. You know, compared to yeah uh, things you watch on the internet or TV or whatever because. It's, it's been around since the dawn of humans and it transcends culture and languages and it, it touches your emotion and it sort of helps you like get into the present in, in some uh, strange ways. And I, I find at times that that's super helpful. Uh, the third thing I do is I take time, we've been talking about this a little bit, celebrate the little things, yeah. you know, take a, take a walk outside in nature. I mean, the fact that you can just go outside and listen to the birds and see the trees and touch all the five senses is a, is a powerful thing. In fact, it's, I think, scientifically proven to improve your, your state of mind. Uh, there's a, there's a actually a really awesome book. One of my favorites, I, I might've recommended this to you, John, called The Nature Fix. Yeah, um, absolutely. Which is... Just awesome. Um, having a barbecue with family, going on a random adventure with friends, sharing experiences with someone uh, often makes it more memorable, but again, not a requirement. So those are those are the little little things in life, right, that, that really make it worthwhile. Yeah. And one, one last thing, avoid comparing what you are doing to the past. Avoid projecting what you're doing, what it might be in the future, accept what's happening, good or bad. Just go with it. It's impossible to know how the journey will end and, and don't like compare yourself to others. There's always going to be somebody you can compare and compete with in life. Even if you're the, the richest person in the world, yeah. you're, you're still, you're still trying to compare to the next richest person. It's, it's silly. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, it's, it's really, I think all those topics are really important. I think 
you know, saying no, enjoying the moment, surrounding yourself with community, all those things are vital, especially when you're starting out in your second act or starting out in something new. You know, having a community that can support and help grow you as a human being and maintaining a better balance by saying no to things to create a better, you know, life and self and community. Um, and then having, you know, the idea of, of giving people hope and, and understanding that being present and enjoying where you are in your journey and, and realizing and celebrating how far you've come. It's a great tool for self-reflection to help in your thoughts and actions as you move forward in life. Um, yeah. You know, I just, they're all things that, you know, I think we both are encountering at separate times, but, but being able to reflect on them um, together. And it's been, you know, even though it's been an incredibly trying time in this transition for me at times, um, I've, I find that, you know, having you around and having another source of accountability in my spouse or my family, it just yep. really helps um, reduce some of that stress, reduce some of that weight and makes you feel like you're not doing it um, all alone. Yeah. You're not, you're not alone out there. You, you, John, are not alone <laughs> and our, our listeners, our community are not alone. And if this episode spoke to you, if it caused you to think, wait a minute, this isn't right and I need to change something now before it's too late, head over to our website, michaelandjohn.com and join the growing community of folks who realize it was time to move on to their second act. Yeah. Let's not let another minute go by. We're here to take back our joy, our balance, and our vision of our best selves, and we're going to do it together. Yeah. And we'd also love to hear what you're dealing with. You know, we'd love to bring on people that have maybe gone through that exact scenario, and we'd like to bring them on and, and help them provide answers, you know, in future episodes and give us some, some insight into what they used to help them get through it. So, yeah, let us know how we can help you out. Absolutely. On that note, see ya. See you guys. The Second Act with Michael and John stars Michael Newborn and John Ballinger. Podcast is produced by Seltzer Kings. For more information on the show, check out michaelandjohn.com. Or if you'd like to get involved in the conversation, give the guys a shout on their socials at The Second Act with Michael and John on most platforms. Thanks for listening. You can't see.